Welcome to Thrive with Confidence. This podcast provides insight into the Aquios Alliance, a buying group that connects private practices with trusted vendors and expert support. We will feature discussion with our vendor partners and optometrist members while we explore topics that will empower your independence. Welcome to another episode of Thrive with Confidence. Uh, Rick Gannott here with Aquios Alliance and Maddie Petit, who's representing her firm, MP Consulting. Maddie is in uh, marketing. She's helped many of our clients and members with their website, with their social media marketing and uh, SEO, that wonderful search engine optimization that we all love to talk about so much. Um, Very excited to have Maddie here with us today. Maddie, I'd I'd love for you to start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and also how, how did MP Consulting come about? How'd you come up with this brainchild of yours? Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for the introduction and thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk about all things marketing. It's basically, you know, what I do all day, every day. So to share what I have to share, what I'm doing, share what I love is is always a treat. I grew up um, in Omaha, Nebraska and, you know, studied marketing throughout high school, college. And then after college, I started a job with a company called Sojourn in Omaha and did digital advertising for them for like five years. And then my husband and I got married and he was transferred to Nashville. And so when we moved to Nashville, I kind of had a decision to make. And it was, you know, do I stay working in the digital advertising sector or do I kind of branch out and find something new? Um, And so I decided to do the latter. And my parents are small business owners. They've run small businesses for the last 15, 20 years. So basically since I was really little. Um, so I've kind of always been in that world and kind of seen what they handle on a day-to-day basis and you know why they love owning their own businesses. Um, and so when I had this decision to make, I was kind of like leaning towards owning a business, owning a small business, being my own boss, all those good things. Um, and marketing just made sense. And so my mom is the owner of Garbo Salon and Spas. Well, I guess they both are um, in Nebraska. And so they kind of asked me to do some marketing work for them. Um, and so that's kind of how I got my toes into the marketing world and outside of digital advertising. Um, and so I started with them doing social media management, website development, management, SEO. And then from there, kind of just build, build out some clientele. So really networked hard in the Omaha area, found small businesses who needed you know, the same services that I was providing to Garbo's um, and brought them in. And once I had two or three, I kind of looked at myself, I was like, I think I could do something with this. I think I could grow it, um, you know, grow a decent client base and make this a full-time gig. So that's exactly what I did. Um, So that's what MP Consulting, or that's when it was born. So it's been about two years now. um, And I've had the wonderful opportunity to work with businesses in all industries. And I would say, Rick, when did we meet? Like a year and a half ago? It was about a year and a half ago, I think we met up and uh, it just took over from there and, yeah. you know, had a couple of meetings with you and went, you know what, you need to come down to the heart of America with us. So, yeah, it's been a little over. It was about two years ago. It is coming up because we talked in what, October, November or so. And yeah. we said, come down, work our booth with us. And we, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. I know. I know. And so networking is what brought you and I together. And then, you know, kind of through that conversation, um, that original conversation we had, it right. was, how do I, how can I bring the marketing services that I offer into the optometric sphere and, you know, work with the clients that you have in your portfolio and help them build their businesses? So, so you've already mentioned a few of the services that you provide for private practices. And I guess one of the things that, 
many optometrists struggle with out there is the question is, is it important for me to advertise and market myself? And if so, why? How do you answer that question when you have somebody say, should I really spend this much money on a website? Should I spend this much money on my social media presence? What's your advice to them? Yeah, I think I go back and I, I answer that with a question. It's like, are you looking to grow your business? Are you looking to succeed in your business? Um, and most of the times I get a yes. And so then the answer, you know, is like, okay, how are you, how do you expect to grow your business if no one knows about you? If no one knows what you offer? If no one knows that you occupy that little last space in the strip mall where you've, you know, set up your, your clinic. And so it's really kind of teaching them that in order for people to, you know, come to your practice and to want to take your services, they're going to have to know about you. And the way we do that is through marketing and advertising. What do you think? Obviously, different offices, different doctors are different stages of their professional careers and with their practices. You know, we always say, you know, there's three phases in, in the practice life cycle. You've got your intro phase for those new doctors that are just opening, you know, day one to year three. Then they're in the growth phase from year three. I'll go as far as year seven. And then they hit the mature stage after that seventh year. And a lot of these doctors, because of the age that they are when they first open their practice, whether they realize it or not, they have some built-in marketing because they usually have a young family who and the kids are involved in sports and activities in school. And they're on the sidelines. They're at theater. They're at you know this banquet, that banquet, and people are getting to know them. So whether they realize they're networking their business or not and why they're seeing that that growth, when the kids hit that, you know, 16, 17 year old age, when their youngest, I should say, hits that year, 16 or 17 years of age, all of a sudden they're not dependent on moms and dads to drive them to and from practices now. Mm -hmm. So now they start to wonder, why are we not seeing our new patients coming through? Mm-hmm. But, you know, marketing and so that's a point where that doctor may have, you know, a bigger budget to work with for his or her website, whereas somebody who just starts out a practice may have a little bit less money needs to do things. How do you help the doctors to understand how to keep the marketing relative to the dollars come through? Because people, unfortunately, marketing, don't be offended by this, Maddie, they, they, many people see it as they, they could potentially be throwing money out the window sure. or, or they're burning money because there's they don't see the tangible. It's not where they have a patient in front of them today and that patient goes, thank you for helping me with my dry eye. You made me feel better. How do you help them through that process to understand and how do you customize your services, your fees to be able to help the owners be able to make it right for their practice and right for themselves? Sure. I think seeing seeing the results is really what everybody wants from their advertising and their marketing. And there's there's a few channels where that's harder than other channels. But when I'm talking to my clients, I'm always telling them that we're going to do everything that we can to really report on the success that we're driving for you. Um, so that's going to be, you know, utilizing the channels that give us the analytics that we need to report on that success. Um, and really, analytics these days are not hard to come by. Actually, I would say that there's too much data. There's like so much data that we can get bogged down by it and we can spend hours, days looking through it. So it's really going back to that data to show progress and show results. And so when you're speaking to like a client, like you said, who, you know, might have a large budget to work with and it's not seeing as many new clients as they used to, 
um, starting with a plan of attack and really going through their goals. Like, what is the goal of you, that you want this budget to do for you? Is it, do you want new clients in your practice? Or is it that you want this budget to, um, you know, share all the new and exciting things you're doing in your practice? Maybe you just brought new equipment in, or maybe you, you know, put together a new process and a really cool new way of handling things. Um, so there's different goals that, you know, a client or a practice owner could have and really, um, you know, writing those down, getting a clear picture of what they want it to accomplish and then prioritizing those. Um, so putting those into a list that says, I really want to do this first. This is going to be the most important for me. And then, you know, we can help practice owners do that. We can say, okay, what are your goals? And we can nail them down and then we can kind of insert the marketing services that are going to be best to achieve those goals. Um, you know, what makes the most sense to be doing. And then when we have those kind of services and we've agreed on what we're doing, um, it's figuring out what we want to see, what type of results we want to see from everything we're running. When I'm talking about what we're running, you know, I'm talking about, you know, maybe we do need to build out a new website. What does success look like when we've built out a new website? How do we know that it's working? Um, are we going to track, you know, how many people are coming to the site? How many people are booking new appointments to the website? How many people are buying contacts to the website? Like all of those things are things we can track and things that I can hand to a client and say, look, the marketing dollars that you spent with me last month, this is what I did with them. And this is what you got in return. So I think that proof there is what really puts clients at ease, um, especially on a monthly basis. And so, you know, you ask what we do in terms of our packages or our pricing plan. And honestly, we don't have any packages. We do everything super customized to the client we're working with because everybody is extremely different. Everybody's goals are different. Everybody's budgets are different. And that's what we love about working with small businesses is because I think those people understand that um, and appreciate that flexibility. So when we're talking to a client and we're understanding what their goals are and what we have to offer, we'll come back with a customized proposal. And we'll say, this is everything we can do for you. And here's what we estimate it's going to cost. And we can kind of negotiate there. We can kind of take things out and put things in. So it really, really, I don't know, comes up with a plan that they're extremely happy about and excited about. So that, you know, something you just mentioned right there, Maddie, is you're not a one size fits all kind of organization. You're looking to make it right. You're looking to customize the plan to the individual practice. So it's not a one size fits all kind of approach. Exactly. Yep. It's exactly the opposite. We, I mean, I have lots of people come to me and say, Hey, just send me your packages. I'm like, actually, I would, I would love to sit down with you or have a call with you, set aside 30 minutes, 60 minutes, so I can understand you and your practice and what you're looking for. And then I'll take that information and I'll create a customized package for you. Um, and I think it just, it works out better in the long run. I think that my clients get what they want. Um, we throw away the things that they're not interested in and then they're left with something that, again, they can be really excited about. You know, right, right now, this would be a good time for me to share your contact information at least once. I'll do it again later. But, you know, if, you, if you're interested in learning out more about MP Consulting, their website is mpconsultingfirm, all one word, dot com. And they are, they also have, you know, their various social media websites. They're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So make sure you look them up and, and, uh, be able to get that. And if also, if you already have, uh, info at aquiosalliance.com saved in your email, feel free to send us an email. We'll be happy to send this information out. 
because I'm really liking what Maddie's saying here. And Maddie, you know, you, you your, your business model, and this is one of the things I remember about us clicking so well with, was how you charged for, you know, not having programs. Because that's one of the things that we did when we started Aquios Advisors was we were not going to have package pricing. We didn't have programs. It was every office is unique. We're going to collaborate with people. We're going to work together to make sure we come up with a, a plan of action that's going to be best for the client. Because if the client wins, we felt Aquios Advisors wins. And you are the same way. I remember that very clearly when we were sitting at that uh, sushi restaurant when we first met. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, a while back. I believe that's been two years already. Wow. So one of the things that, that is coming up, and, and it's quite interesting, I mean, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about the whole COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had clients or people call me up and say, I'm thinking about opening a new practice, but should I wait till after the pandemic's over? Should I wait to make this decision on my business until the pandemic's over? Well, I this could go for, I mean, there's no antivirus, antivirus in place at this point, right? So how are you, what are you seeing to help people or is it any different about marketing yourself here during the COVID pandemic? Um, what kind of messages are you helping people to deliver to help people know they're safe and so on to come to the businesses you work with? Yeah, I think I will honestly say I was shocked with the amount of business that we had during the COVID era, because I figured that, um, and maybe this was wrong for me to assume, but I figured that, you know, people were going to hunker down. And typically when budgets are tight and budgets are constrained, marketing and advertising is one of the first, first things people love to cut. Um, and, and human resources <laughs> and the human resource department. Yes. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So, I expected to get emails from clients saying, Hey, I need to cut, our services that you're providing for us. But instead, I saw the opposite. Um, I saw a lot of people now, or let's say before, having zero time and energy to focus on marketing and advertising their business and have zero time to really dive in and look at their business and figure out what they want to change, where they want to be in five years, whatever it is. Because again, we're dealing with eye doctors who own their own businesses. So not only are they eye doctors and seeing patients on a daily basis, but they're also, you know, doing their QuickBooks work at the end of the day. They're also, you know, dealing with these HR issues. So they have so many things on their plate. Um, But now, you know, since COVID, they've had some time to really reevaluate. And one of the things that a lot of my clients reevaluated was their marketing strategy. And it wasn't cut it, it was how can I do more? Um, And so that to me was awesome. And I, I would say any downtime that current like your members right now are having, I think it's a great time to really dive in and look at what they're doing on the marketing side of things. Um, And whether they need someone to come in and help them or not, taking a look at their strategy and figuring out what they want to do for the next couple of months, you you know, really taking advantage of any downtime that they have. Uh, But one of the things we are doing or that we've seen change kind of since the pandemic is just the need for increased communication and really the understanding of all of the different channels a practice can utilize to communicate with patients and potential patients. So a lot of the things that we did for our clients was, you know, make sure that their email newsletter systems are set up correctly and they're able to send out a newsletter like this or an email blast like this in case something changes. You know, making sure that, you know, we're available if they need to send out a social media post at the last minute. But you know, communicating and teaching them that we need to be telling people what you're doing, how your how your processes have changed, you know, communicating that your hours are different, 
Maybe you're not in the office all the time. So telling people how they can reach you if there's an emergency. Um, so really just that communication piece is what we've seen change the most. And I, I definitely have seen some success with people taking better uh, initiative with their send outs, their communication, electronic communication with their, their, their patient base to let them know what, what they can do differently, not only when they're coming to the practice, but what they can do around their houses to be safer. You know, another thing that you just mentioned here on the, on this call, you know, the, the whole COVID piece, you know, I've, I've said this repeatedly to people. I call it the COVID restart. You know, this is an opportunity to really look back at your practice and ask yourself, what have I done right? What do I want to do differently and make the changes right now? Because if there's any one thing we can say about 2020, it is definitely the year of change. And just ask me tomorrow because something else is going to change by tomorrow. It's just it truly is amazing to see how this how this is rolling out. So as you've worked with you know, multiple optometrists here, you know, what, what do you what do you like most about helping the optometrists in their practices? And I don't know how much you involve the staff members or if they're involved at all. But what, what are you liking most about helping people that are helping people see? Yeah, I think it it. it really goes back to just working directly with the business owner themselves. So I kind of structured my company around helping and providing services to small business owners. Um, so that's really kind of where I brought in the flexibility, you know, the no long-term contracts, no minimum spends, that kind of thing. So being able to work directly with optometrists who own their own businesses is the part that I love the most because I'm dealing with someone who has the passion for the industry that they're in. Um, and know the passion for what they're doing on a daily basis. And if we need to involve staff members, I love that as well. It's really whatever's going to you know make the process most enjoyable for the people on the other side. Because if I come in and I make marketing harder um, or more of a pain in your butt, then I'm not doing my job. Um, and the other thing too is I, well, I guess I'm wearing glasses right now. You can't see that when you're listening, but the blue light glasses. So for me, I've never had to wear glasses in my life. So being thrust into this industry that I never touched before was super interesting as well because it's really forced me to learn more about the entire industry, the market, you know, what's out there, and then keeping up with it as well. Awesome. You know, it's it truly is an amazing industry, and it's it's nice to see you having to wear glasses finally. You know, you being in front of that computer all the time. So one one thing that I get asked periodically from people, and again, this is part of uh, the benefit of the COVID piece, mm -hmm. uh, the pandemic, is you know a lot of people are uh, will ask the question, well, shouldn't I get a, a marketing firm that's going to be in my my backyard where I can go meet with them face to face? Should shouldn't I talk to somebody? You're in Nashville, but I know you've worked with clients in Kansas, uh, Omaha, quite and, and around the country. Yeah. Um, that you're working with. So talk to me about how you overcome that distance relationship. And again, we're doing this podcast. You're in Nashville. I'm in Omaha. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I think that argument was harder before. And now it's very easy to win because people have seen the success of what can happen over a video call or over a phone call. Um, but for those who are still set on, you know, working with someone local, I understand that and I appreciate it. I think there is some value to be gained when someone's in the backyard, but I also think it, it takes looking at the entire sphere of, you know, what the services they have to offer are. Is it going to be the best when it comes to your budget? You know, getting a sense of how that person's going to work with you. And I think our value add is what we, we really try and become a part of your team. 
Um, so yeah, we're an outside firm, but we really, really want to be considered your marketing team. Um, we want to be treated as, you know, as your employee, as someone you go to at 12 o'clock at night when you have an awesome idea that you want to send out the next day. Um, and so we also do a lot of research. You know, if you are one who wants someone in the backyard, we're going to do the research to make sure that we're getting you local information, that we're understanding where your practice is located, who the demographics are around you, what's going on in your community, you know, and really give you that information so that if you do want to network, like we'll be there, we'll be there for as a resource for you. Um, but again, I think video calls have become so normal now that uh, I'm not asked that question as much as I used to be. It's a good thing. And it's going to be interesting how it allows people to expand their footprint in their businesses that way. Here's an interesting question for you. And, you know, there, there are some offices that really, you know, might be on a tight budget. You know, what are some things or activities you think that any business owner should be looking to do or a doctor should look to be able to do that won't cost them a lot of money to be, but be able to get attention, draw attention to their practice, their business and have them come in to, you know, and, and increase the footsteps, I guess what I'm trying to say in a very long-winded way. <laughs> for sure. So I think there are so many different ways to market your business for free. Um, but at the end of the day, it does take time. And so as long as you're okay with an investment of time, then you can for sure do these things yourself. And when I say these things, I'm talking about social media. So creating an Instagram page, creating a Twitter profile, creating a Facebook page, you know, wherever your patients or your potential patients kind of live on the internet, creating profiles there and being active and engaging on those profiles, that doesn't cost any money. Um, you know, email marketing, that doesn't either. So making sure that when a patient or like comes into the office for the first time, you're not only getting all their contact information, but you're making sure you're asking them, hey, are you cool if we, you know, send you updates or send you news or whatever we want to share via email, um, you know, getting that okay so that you can use that information moving forward. And then really utilizing that. So a lot of times you might only see a patient once a year, twice a year. Well, think about that time when they're at home and you're not touching them at all, or you're not seeing them at all. Well, they'll probably forget about you. They'll probably, they probably don't even know you exist in that time. So we want to make sure you have touch points with those patients. You're always reminding them that they're there for you, that you care about them, that you take the, the, their health as seriously as they take their own health. So email marketing is a great way to do that because again, it's free. Um, and blogging is another way to share information with your, with your patients. Um, kind of going back to the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, a lot of people are curious. They're asking questions. They're, they're worried. Um, you know, their anxiety levels are up. Like, how can you answer those questions? How can you be a resource for your patients? Blogging, you know, simple couple paragraphs. Maybe it's something that you hear in the office. A lot of people are asking you. Whipping up a quick blog post and putting that on your um, on your website, sharing that over social media and email, that would be a great touch point for, for patients as well. Okay. And I'll tell you, a lot of people are nervous to put out a blog like that so quickly and so on because not everybody is, is an English major and they're worried about typos or, or English. Is that something people should stop doing because they're worried about it? Obviously, you don't want them to have, you know, there and there. Yeah. Not you know used incorrectly, but should that be a concern of somebody not to ever post something? I don't think that should stop anybody from blogging. I think everybody has information and a unique approach to topics that they should share with their audience. I think it goes back to my my firm's like approach to social media and approach to content creation, and that's really 
coming from a personal side. So when we're creating blog posts for clients or we're creating social media posts, we always want it to seem very personal. So if you have a doctor who's scared of sharing their personal uh, opinion because it might not sound like you know an article that you pulled from a professional website, no worries because you're being personal. You're putting yourself out there. And I think that makes a connection itself. Um, and that connection is what we want to make with your patients because if we can build that, then it then your relationship then becomes more sticky and um, their lifetime value to you increases and yeah they'll, they'll probably gonna hang around a lot longer than than if not. You know, Manny, you're you're such a genuine, straightforward person. Anybody who doesn't want to reach out to you and talk to you and learn more about your services, they're they're, they're failing themselves in their practice. They really need to look out and reach out to you. You can find her contact information at uh, mpconsultingfirm.com. It's m-p-c-o-n-s-u-l-t-i-n-g-f-i-r-m.com. Um, or again, feel free to email us at info at Aquios Alliance. I'm not going to spell that one out. Dot com. And we'll be happy to get you in touch with Maddie. Maddie, do you have anything you'd like to add in before we uh, part ways? Yeah, I think there's two other free ideas that I have for your listeners. Um, Love it. One of them is super important. It's something that I always tell my clients to do, and it's reviews. So it's asking your patients to leave you reviews on the sites that people look at for information about you. Um, because I've worked with different practices in different areas of the country, kind of those those sites change. So some areas, you know, Yelp is like, the go-to. Other areas, health grades is what people use, or ZocDoc, or Google. So figuring out where people are going to learn about you, and then building a process around asking for those reviews is huge. And again, that's free. Um, I think of all of the of all the free ideas I've said, I would start there if you're going to pick one up. Um, and then we kind of touched on networking. I think networking is another great opportunity to meet new people. I think referrals are huge in this industry. And so if you can get out there, put your, you know, stick your hand out, meet someone, shake their hand, you know, tell them about your practice. Well, not right now. (laughs) Just joke. Okay, let me rephrase. Go out, stay six feet apart, and introduce your practice. um, And really, you know, get to know these people. And I think that will also help bring new patients in your door. So social media, email marketing, blogging, reviews, networking, all ways, all three ways that you can um, be marketing your business. Excellent ideas. Excellent ideas. So with that, I want to thank you, Maddie, for joining us today for another episode of Thrive with Confidence. Please reach out to Maddie. She's, a, again, a very genuine, straightforward individual. She'll tell you like it is, and she'll share some great ideas for you, your team, and your practice. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode of Thrive with Confidence. We look forward to having more available to you to listen to and learn from. Everybody have a great day. Travel safe.